Hi, welcome to Dark Horse Matters with Bev. This podcast is a podcast that um, where creative minds and ambitious souls can come to share their journeys and um, talk about their missions in life and their dreams and what they're trying to accomplish. And um, many of the guests I interview on this show is our business owners, entrepreneurs, um, you know, creative people, artists, and also just passionate people who want to make a difference in the community and um, want to make a difference in other people's lives. So my mission or my goal for this podcast is to um, inspire others, you know, to really look at themselves and, you know, look at what makes them happy and hopefully inspire them to go after their dreams. And um, please, you know, like and subscribe this channel and share it with your friends. I post a new video every Monday and um, hit that notification bell so that way you can be notified whenever I post a new video. You never know. You might hear someone that speaks to you and will motivate you to take action and move forward with your dreams in life. So with that being said, today's guest um, is a special friend of mine. Um, one of the first friends I made here in Atlanta when I moved here to Georgia. I know her through work. She is one of the most amazing dental assistants I've ever met. And I've been in the, in the business for, you know, 20 years plus. So that's a lot when I say that. <laughs> um, she is an incredible mother. She's a single mother. And I, it always resonates with me when I talk about single mothers because I know how hard it is to raise, you know, children in a single income household and, you know, just to be that source and strength for them. And um, I really admire that about her. And also, um, uh, she's been through a lot, you know, she's, she has, she's the epitome of strength. She's been through a lot in life and she holds it together and um, she holds it together with her faith and, you know, selfless service that she provides to the community. Um, so, and I want her to share that with you guys today. So please welcome Joy Campbell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's very inspirational. Thank you, Beth, for saying all awesome things about me. I appreciate it tremendously. Thank you so much for coming onto my show today. I really appreciate it. And um, I, I singled you out and asked you to come here because um, I think what you're doing, you know, to help the community is so important and you know like a lot of people are not served in this way and it's very important work that you're doing to help the community um, um and we'll get to what she she actually does in a moment but um i just thank you so much for coming to um share you know with with everyone what you're doing to help people um but i wanted to start off with just talking about uh <laughs> just the memory of 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 us together, like just what I remember being special in our relationship of the time that we've known each other. And the, the first thing that comes to my mind is Dragon Con. <laughs> in 2018 was my very first Dragon Con. I didn't even know what Dragon Con was until I moved here to Georgia and I hear stories from my patients all the time. And I'm like, what is Dragon Con? What are you guys talking about? And, um, you know, I just decided, like, I made it, uh, put it on my bucket list. I I'm going to do it. So in 2018, I, I did the Dragon Con, got dressed up and everything. But Joy um, spent the f night with me after Dragon Con in an Airbnb in Atlanta. And uh, I dragged her to this um, heavy metal karaoke bar. <laughs> 
and we I mean we stuck out like a sore thumb over there that night but we had so much fun didn't we joy did you think yes, did you have fun yes yes it was a lot of fun that was my first and my last <laughs> your first and last I think it's going to be my first and last too <laughs> thank god coronavirus wasn't like you know a thing back then because we were like stuck you know, against the wall. It was like so packed, like sardines with people in there. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. Yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> but, you know, I thanked you for being a trooper because nobody else wanted to come with me for that. And <laughs> you volunteered. <laughs> you got stuck with it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from at, originally? And do you have any brothers and sisters? Let, let us know who you are. Okay. Well, like you said, my name is Joy Campbell, and I am originally from Jamaica, West Indies. I came to the States when I was 10, and um, I have five, four brothers and a sister. So, but she got married when I was very young, so it's like I was the only girl, but it was, it was awesome. And we moved to New York City. And um, after that, we moved to Florida. And prior to that, I got married and have um, had two children in New York City and went to Florida and had another child there. So, and then we moved here to Georgia and loving wow. it. How long, how long have you been here in Georgia? I've been here in Georgia this summer would be uh, 22 years. Wow, that's, a, I mean, do you consider this like your your roots now like you planted your roots here you don't see yourself moving anywhere else uh i don't but i don't know what god has planned for me so we'll see i don't know <laughs> you never know like you always feel like you know you could feel one way and then next thing you know you're off somewhere else it just depends right <laughs> that's right that's so right. how long have you been in the field of dentistry like how long have you been doing this as a dental assistant um same time as long as i've been one more year because i start i did i'm in the field with 22 years now and um, i went to school in florida and when i graduated i came to georgia so just as long you know a year 23 years i would say including school and i love my profession it's awesome what did you do prior to being a dental assistant uh before that i was um a receptionist slash trainer at Charlotte Vocational Technical Center in Florida. And that's when I got inspired to go back to school and become a dental assistant. I had no idea what a dental assistant was. And we had a class there and the mother and daughter went through the class. And then I asked her and kind of gave, she said a whole year she didn't clean her house. And I'm like, that is, oh, that doesn't inspire me, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. So I resigned my position, went back to the same school that I worked at, and um, a year later I graduated. But you know, like, it's funny how everyone gets into dentistry a different way. Like, <laughs> everyone's story of how, because most people who see us do this job, they're like, you guys are weird. Why are you guys working in a dental office? You're a weird person. <laughs> you know, we're, we're categorized as that because most people hate going to the dentist, but... Yeah. I don't know. Dental people are weird because they like it yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but um, I guess tell me about your family. Like, what was it like, you know, coming from a different country and, and then coming to America? What was that like? Tell me, like, 
what your experiences were, you know, when you first moved here. How old were you when you first moved here? When I came to the States, I was 10. Um, I had this, not just, but I was a little over 10 years old. And it was a total, total life-changing position for me. I had no idea. Looking back now, I had no idea what was going on because we lived in the city, never saw a train, you know, wasn't in a high-rise apartments and just people everywhere no grass no animals no anything so it was it was definitely a life-changing position for me and my brothers but um we embraced it we were living in new york city in um east new york so we embraced it um and i went to elementary school and learned a lot was it was difficult when we first got here because it was winter and i had no idea what winter was so we had coats, it was cold, you know, had to go up steps to get into your apartment. And I never knew anything about that living in Jamaica. We were pretty much free spirited, um, lived in our own house and was one floor with, you know, big yard and we were outside playing consistently when we're not in school. So this was very, very different for me. Wow. That, that's, I mean, that must have been a huge culture shock. I mean. Because Jamaica, I mean, it's it's an island. It's like Hawaii, you know, like the tropical, you know. And I can't even imagine, like, having to deal with the winters of New York. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that is just, like, polar opposite. Like, I'm from Hawaii, and just coming to L.A. was a big enough change for me. And it doesn't even get that cold over there. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I, I was introduced to snow and ice and everything because we came here in August. So it was, it was a culture shock, definitely, with everything. Did you spend most of your childhood in New York City? Um, yes, I did. I went to high school and there and some college, and then I left and went to, um, to move to Florida. What about your brothers and sisters? Are they still over there, or they moved to Florida? Yeah. They live in Florida now? Yeah, I have two brothers in Florida. I lost a brother in New York City, and um, my other brother lives here in, in Lilburn, and my sister lives in Virginia. You guys are all spread out, though, a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. My sisters and I, we're all spread out as well. It's yeah. it's rare that we're all under the same roof, you know, at yes. the same time. Yes. We were actually on a Zoom call recently, all of wow. us. Yeah. At least we can do that now. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, that's special. So I, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, like what you're doing for the community. You um, in the past like you, I mean, you suffered a great loss, um, you know, a loss of a loved one. And this has a lot to do with what you're doing for the community. So can you share a little bit about what happened and, um, you know, what led you to being inspired to working, you know, this, this, um, service that you're doing okay, sure um i lost my youngest son almost 10 years ago he was 24 he got murdered downtown lawrenceville georgia and that was not, i mean has definitely rocked my world and also i have two other you know older children and grandchildren at the time and um it was a sudden death and we got a call in the middle of the night that no parent wants to hear but we got the call, and because it was in different counties, we had to. We were living in um, in it at the time, so we had to go to Gwinnett, and uh, so they called on the phone, 
And like I said, as a phone call, nobody ever wants to get. And um, from then on, it, it changed a lot of things, that, how I view life, how I see. But it took a while. It was a process. It's definitely a journey and still is a journey. Yes. You know, for me, I think that people, the people who have experienced a loss like that, a tragic loss, a sudden tra tragic loss, that, I mean, I feel like people like that get put in a different category almost like you're, 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 it's almost like, I don't know if you've seen that movie, Harry Potter, you know, um, there was that episode where they were um, being riding in carriages and the horses were invisible, but mm. only the people who have experienced death or have seen death, you know, can see the horses. You know, I feel like that's how it is. When you experience a loss of a loved one, your life changes so impact like it impacts you so much that other people who haven't experienced it will never understand you know it's it's they cannot even pretend to understand so you know like it, it just puts you in a different category of um i don't know life really because that it impacts you so much and it and it even though you can heal from it it, it will never go away you know, right. and it's something that you have to learn to address and accept and you almost have to make friends with it, you know. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And Yeah. So I, I just admire how strong you are because I can't even imagine what you went through. I, I will not even pretend to imagine that. And, you know, I've I've experienced a loss too, uh, a sudden loss of my father when he passed away. It, it, it was a tragic accident on our farm. He he got crushed by the by the tractor um you know and that's a phone call we got that we didn't expect or ever want to hear and um you know it, it just changes you for the rest of your life and um i just really admire what you're doing to help other people through this process because some people don't come out of it very well right you know they don't deal with it in a healthy way and they don't come out of it ever they don't come out they don't have that relationship with it that builds strength and, you know, um, empowers other people. So I think that's really incredible what you're doing. So, you. uh, so can you it, explain to me like the kind of things that you guys talk about in your, your, or tell me about like this group that you're, you're in, like how, how do you impact people? Okay. Um, I was introduced to grief share about six years into my grief. Um, and it was a class that's, offered at my church, um, church. And what we do is three parts of it. You have a book, we look at the view, excuse me, view a video, and also we have discussion. So it's, I mean, extremely, extremely helpful. I, when I got introduced to it, they were going through the surviving the holidays, and I was just approaching the holidays. Um, was going on to Thanksgiving. My son's birthday is November 20th, so usually we'll celebrate his birthday in Thanksgiving. So with the class, you know, we just we sit, we talk, and it's only um, share is for anyone who has lost a loved one. And that's basically what we um, communicate with each other. We form a little community, and it's a 13-week 30, course, or class, I should say. It's a a session and we just basically you know follow the curriculum and become a small community for the 13 weeks that we're together and sometimes I do have participants that comes back and 
professions of cannabis. They just need that more intimate um, journey with God and while they're going through it. So we do have people that come back to class. I, I like that the classes are long, like that 13 week period, because you cannot, you cannot come through this in like, you know, three weeks or, you know what I mean? Like, I like that the class is long so you guys can have repeated, um, you know, encounters with each other over a long period of time because it, you cannot go through this um, without building relationships with others to really help you get through. And I think that's really powerful. Um, do you guys ever talk about like the stages, the different stages of grief um, um, in, in your group? Because I know like people are not in tune with their emotions, you know, like this is something that I'm just really, really trying to learn more about how to be emotionally intelligent. You know, a lot of people just have a few words to describe how they feel. They're mad, they're, they're happy, they're, you know, like sad, I mean, it, but there's a whole spectrum of emotions involved and with grief especially i mean there's anger there's you know blame and you know all this kind of stuff and i just think it's so important to help people understand like you have to identify what you're feeling inside mm -hmm. and that way you can you can label it and you can know how to deal with it and then you know you know how to move forward you know what i mean right and there are six steps to the process so you know, we go over, we start very, um, not light, but it, for me, what I, what we try to do is get more attention to the individual and we ask them to talk about their loss if they choose to. They don't have to, but we encourage it. And now we are doing Zoom, so that's a little impersonal again on top of the loss. But so far, we've had, you know, participants who come and um, they get involved and we do have the class, the session class session, same thing, twice a year. So, you know, there are different stages in it. So we don't rush through. To me, um, getting to talk, get for them to do their homework so they can come back and talk about what they learned during the week. And like you said, you know, we do have to embrace it. It's not something that's going to, for me, it's not going to go away. It's a part of me. And I don't want to, one of the things that I try to understand is that I didn't lose my love, my son. He's not lost. I know exactly where he is. So I don't look at it as that. And I know one day I will see him again. So it's, you know, it's, it's, learning to identify with your feelings, learn to understand that some of the things that you're feeling and some of the things that you're doing are normal. And you just have to give yourself that time to adjust as you go forward in your journey. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, I mean, do you have any um, specific examples of like um, people who, I don't know, what kind of struggles do people go through when they're in the program? Like um, anything that, hinders people from coming back sometimes. I guess it's different for everyone, but any specific struggles that you've encountered dealing yeah. with certain people? I think even with myself is um, acceptance and being stuck because sometimes you don't want to accept the fact what has happened, you find blame, you blame the Lord, you blame yourself, you blame you know others around you that you didn't do this right or you didn't do that right or there's things 
that you could have done differently. So it's just basically acceptance. And then, like I said for myself, was stuff. You think that you're okay to move forward and what you're doing is all right, but you're really not. And when you realize through other people talking to you and through the program, realize that really wasn't, you're not moving forward in life. Existing. You're just coping with what your feelings and, and what you're going through, but you're just basically yeah i can see why that having a community is very helpful with that mm -hmm. because if you're not talking about it you're you're not going to even realize that you're not moving forward like right. talking is just so important to just get it out you know like don't bottle it up inside and a lot of times if you don't talk about it you just don't even realize it's bottling up until it comes out in a in a way <laughs> that is not so pretty sometimes you know what i mean yeah and there's always triggers too like i've noticed like in myself like there's certain things that you would hear um see or songs that you listen to or something that can trigger it to come back th those feelings you know and it, i mean it, it just it's some even because my father he passed away a long time ago i was i was 15 you know years old and you know he was the only man i ever trusted you know, in my life. And I don't know if that has something to do with, you know, my relationship with men now, you know, or lack thereof, <laughs> you know, but I mean, he really was the only man I ever really, really truly trusted. And then I, and even though it wasn't his choice, it, it was like he abandoned me, you know? And um, I, I just find that interesting, like the more I kind of dive deep into emotions and looking at it, like, like that, like the triggering that certain things can trigger those feelings to come back, even if it's that long ago. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It, those kind of, when you lose, when someone, you know, someone dies in your life, that's someone that's important to you, it, it, it never goes away. It's always there, but it's important to understand, you know, what you're feeling and, and just, you have to have a relationship with it, you know, and that way it becomes more like a blessing that you didn't forget, you know, that it's always there as a part of a memory, it's a part of you, right. but it's not something you're blocking out and you don't want to feel, right. you know, you have to let yourself feel that way. Right, right. So you have to get a lot of very important and vital um, ideas and situations and journeys in our lives. You definitely cannot block it because you want to because it hurts so much. But like we learn, you know, we hurt because we love. We didn't love we hurt. So we do have to embrace it. And um, Gwinnett always had, unfortunately, with, with our COVID, we didn't have it last year, always have a victim. Um, the end of the year, they do a visual for all the people that was lost in that particular year. And they just tell us, you know, you're in a, a club that you can access. Mm -hmm. And then we can, it's just sometimes mind boggling. When I started the, the going to them, it was a smaller group. We had it downtown Lawrenceville in the courthouse. And then it got so big that we had to move it out into a church. So I hope they will bring that back because I think it was very, very helpful just that the community of Gwinnett County they cared, and that was important. 
wow, I didn't realize that it got so big like that. And, the, and you know, how powerful is that? Like, what was your experience like at that vigil? It was wonderful because other, um, they had a bell that they would chime for everyone that had lost their life that year. And then they had pictures that they would show us of our loved ones. And the district um, attorney, they would have another person, one of the family members, explaining their position and who they lost and that was really good and then at the end we had the visual where we like lit candles and just had a moment of silence so it was it was very special very intimate wow well i hope like you know with this pandemic you know if things you know come back and we can actually be in the same room together you know what i mean like it's so much more powerful when you can connect with people that way like um, at least we have Zoom now. I mean, that's something, <laughs> you know, but it's not the same. It's just yeah. when you're in the presence of other people going through the same thing as you, you can feel their emotions, you know, and yeah. it, it moves through you almost. And, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit, you know, like that feeling. Yeah. And that's, I think, so crucial when you're you're going through something like grief, you know, you need to feel that kind of support in that way. And I hope that, you know, they'll open that back up to the community soon. So um, the people that come to the classes, like, are do you guys only talk about um, grief as opposed to like, you know, like with somebody who is, ha, has died? Or do you guys also help people who have lost, um, who are grieving a relationship? You know, like there's a lot of people who've gotten divorced and they, they have to cope with that and or people who have been in abusive relationships, codependent relationships, you know, relationships with a narcissist, you know, like there's so many people that can you can still feel grief, you know, when you're when you severed a relationship with somebody that you've been used to condition so long, you know, even if it's good for you almost, you know, like you still have that feeling of loss right. and you, you don't know what you're where you're going, what you're you're just lost you know what i mean you, you've lost and now you feel lost right so right. like do you guys help people like that too i mean i guess it's a different kind of grieving but um i, I would imagine that you know um it's kind of the same too i mean you need that same kind of a support from people yes yes you do with grief share they do have a divorce care class that's also a 13 week long and it starts at the same time as um, grief share and they have a single parenting class that starts and that's all under the umbrella of um, grief share but with victory we have a um, a care ministry so they have those others that you mentioned they um, facilitate that at the church under that umbrella of the church so and I thought you know that's awesome because like you said we all need and should look for help in certain different ways and certain different tests. I'm glad that the church is stepping out and doing that. So they are, and there is help for someone in any one of those capacities. Um, do you have, like, uh, can you share with us some information on how people can find this program? Like if there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have, you know, you know, need help and but they just don't know where to go or where they can seek to find a community like this so can you share with us like um where people can find you the information sure if you go on the griefshare.com website 
it will give you the wealth of information that we have for each three of those programs and then you can look for a church in your area so it's pretty much um, all over the United States and um, you just there's many 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 churches that is facilitating these programs so you just go on griefshare.com and look where it says my church or a church well it says my church and then you can look for a church in your area that's great. I'm glad that they have that information um, accessible to the community. And I'm, I thank you so much for coming to share your story because, um, I mean, I know a lot of people are out there who are feeling, you know, all kinds of ways and they just don't know how to ask for help or where to go for help. And um, I think it's so powerful that you, um, you know, came to share your story, you know, and and just, you know, give people options to, you know, go have some place to go to receive help. So thank you so much, Joy, for, for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. That's just honorable of you to, you know, look out for your community and know that there's always help. And the only way people are going to find that out is by sharing and being a part of the community. That's right. Thank you very much for asking me to come and be a part. Yeah, no problem. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for um, sticking, uh, staying tuned and, you know, stay tuned till next week. We'll have another guest and hopefully, you know, more people will be inspired to really impact the community and um, change people's lives. So take care. God bless and aloha.